Guantanamo or Gitmo has held many hundreds of men accused of terrorism against the U.S. in connection with the 9-11-2001 attack. Most were innocent of any crime. Several dozen remained at the prison on the Cuban island. They have been imprisoned there for 17 years in limbo, beyond judicial recognition. This is Part 3 of Bar Crawl Radio's report of the protest actions of Witness Against Torture, to close the Guantanamo prison. I'm Alan Winson, and I hung out with the Witness Against Torture protesters at the First Trinity Lutheran Church on E and 4th Streets for one week early in January 2019. Thursday, January 10th. I have no idea how these people carry on at this high level of social protest. They sleep on the floor, been fasting since Sunday, they march for miles every day, stand throughout the day for many minutes in somber lineups of orange-suited prison detainees in a cold and windy D.C. winter. One older woman was having hip problems for later in the day and was totally bent over. Watt members urged her to sit down, and she did for a brief moment, and then she struggled after the other prisoners. This was to be a complex day of protests. Several groups visited their state senators, asking to meet with a foreign policy representative. This never happened. I went with the New York group. We dropped into Gillibrand's office and Schumer's, and then for fun, Kamala Harris's office. We did not get farther than the outer entranceway. That is, until about 20 Watt members, many in their orange prison jumpsuits, gathered at Mitch McConnell's outer office. The plan was to present a letter to the Senate leader demanding an end to Guantanamo, and they would not leave until the letter was signed. We sat in McConnell's outer office and then was surprisingly led to a side conference room by an aide who treated the group quite professionally. Everyone shuffled into the conference room, orange suits, some on, some not. Two other aides came in to listen to the demands, they were nice and totally noncommittal. At one point, I was told to turn off my recorder, which I did. Later in the day, about 6 p.m., four Watt members in orange jumpsuits were arrested outside McConnell's office for protesting. Here are the sounds of the day. David McDonald's. And I was like, I was meeting these people and I don't know who they were. I was hanging out with David McDonald. He was 89-year-old who ran for um, presidential candidate from Socialist Democratic Party twice and got defeated really badly. I'm like, that is so cool. And I'm learning, you know, learning how to fight a fight, I would say. Well, I am Jyoti. I'm an international student from Nepal. <laughs> All right, detainees, line up. Detainees! Walk. Yeah, I'm just, we're just uh, proceeding to the uh, one of the uh, congressional buildings in a procession dressed. We have uh, people dressed as detainees.
trying to uh, invoke uh, uh, mindfulness in reference to the, general, the uh, men held at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and the forever prison, the 40 men that are still left there. And, and we're trying to send a message to Congress and everyone that uh, they need to be uh, either let go or serve due process. And basically that's what's going on this morning. Uh, I'm here because uh, um, I was a member of the U.S. military for 10 and a half years and uh, am witness to the uh, hmm, the things that our country do in the name of uh, freedom, safety, and security that they don't afford the rest of they that's not afforded to the, <laughs> the people that uh, we don't agree with or that are different, are different from us or have a different ideology from us and uh, that's that's not what we're that's not what America stands for I notice you read the Bible quite often are you a religious person uh, yeah I had uh, God has uh, saw fit to let me know that he is real he is a living God a loving God and uh, he has a purpose for every each and every person that he put on this planet and uh, I don't think his purpose is to war and fight and argue and strife with one another my name is Freeman Jackson, Jr. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and um, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Good. A little bit to your right. A little bit to your right. There you go. A little bit to your right. Good. A little bit to your right. You're crossing the curb. Watch your step there. Watch your step. Watch your step on the curb. Hi. What is your name? Your first name? J-Bay. J-Bay. J-Bay, yes. But what, what are you seeing now? Um... It looks to me like uh, protesters. They're dressed up in orange jumpsuits. Well, well, does it mean anything to you just looking at it like this? Yikes, so we got like a, the war on terrorism, obviously, and um, the Gitmo thing. Um, so what do you think know, about Gitmo? What do I think about it? Um, yikes, well, in war, some things are necessary. Um, like you gotta control your prisoners and everything in war. Um, but <coughs> the no, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Right. <laughs> the documents. Uh, I've heard some things that you know weren't so good about it, like the treatment of the prisoners. You know, oh. if they yeah. just want to treat the prisoners a little better, I think it would be better. Did you know that they've been there for 17 years at any trial? I've heard that. I've heard that they've been yeah. there for 15 years, 17 years, no trial, yeah. something like that. <laughs> you part of this or? No, I'm media. I'm cool. covering it. <laughs> I'm just trying to get kind of attitudes. A lot of people don't know about Witness Against Torture, which are these people. And I'm just wondering, you know, how much awareness is there out there about right, right, right. what's going on with this or anything, really? Right. I've I've seen some things on the news and documentaries whatnot so um but you know we gotta keep our, our borders safe we gotta keep our stuff safe <laughs> so i'm kind of on the fence okay honestly here you like 50 50 like kind of like loosen it a little bit but at the same time we gotta can like protect our 
our country. Okay. Okay. So Irene, yeah. you're a media. Hi, media. Let's media talk to each other. Uh, where are you from? Boulder, Colorado. I'm with the Collective The Nation Report. We're local and independent to Boulder and Denver. And do, do you cover protests generally or just or we, local uh, events? We cover uh, social justice, human rights issues mainly, but sometimes that interconnects with politics, and so we cover a lot of what happens at the Capitol and the Capitol here also. Have you, have you uh, covered Witness Against Torture before? Yeah. Uh, this is, I think, my third time. Um, and we've covered events in New York also around Witness Against tor Torture, specifically about closing Guantanamo. Uh, is there anything significant about this particular protest? Well, I think that this has happened for so many years that people are um, in some ways more passionate about it because it's something that has was promised and still hasn't happened so I, I feel some people are more passionate they're significantly younger people also who are joining for I think what must be the first time and so that's uh, that's uh, promising to see Irene Rodriguez the nation report thank you Irene so we can walk through the door at two. That entrance is closed. Evidently, we have to go to another one. But well, there's another entrance. It's just down the road. So yeah. So we okay. meet out here when? Yeah. Well, we'll meet again? here at 2:30, right here, right where we are right <laughs> okay, now. Okay, we're good. All right, we'll see you at 2:30. Yeah, gather in your group. Ohio. New York. Ohio. New York's over here. I'm in Mary Maryland. Can we can go. Huh? I'll go to we can go with anybody you want to. Yeah, yeah, sure. You want to go with us? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Belts. They're gonna make a sick Oh jeez. <laughs> no, nope. never been here before. <laughs> no, no. So we're gonna go see Kristen uh, Gillibrand first. Yes, uh, 478 Russell Building. And so we'll, we'll go up to the fourth floor, and then we'll the, each uh, they have a floor plan up there, and we'll just find the room. We'll have some flags and a plaque outside, and some friendly faces inside. We're hoping. Yeah. They make sure they hire people and train them well because, you know, especially, you know, people come in really angry. They know all about diffusing, you know, that. And they're really used to saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. And most all of them, they'll take your name. They'll look like they're writing down your issue. And hopefully we'll get to be able to speak to someone who's in this particular area of foreign relations. But Do you ever get feedback from them? Uh, very rarely, occasionally. Uh, if you ask for it, you got to ask for it. And if it's something that they're really concerned in, don't worry, they will contact, they'll want to contact you if it's going to benefit them. In this case, Guantanamo Bay, I, I highly doubt it. You never know who's going to be walking down the hall. You know, we have a big action with Mitch McConnell today, but he may just be walking down the hall as we're going up. And, and if you see him? You definitely say hello, Mitch McConnell. We're here on behalf of Witness Against Torture. We're, you know... Uh, yeah, give them whatever information. Usually they'll keep walking as quickly as I, I went into Liz Cheney's office yesterday, and I was very nice, and they were like, hey, give this, you know, call, give this young gentleman, have this, no, this gentleman come back and uh, listen to what he has to say. It was very nice. It's just I presented myself. And, and where are we going now? 
We're going to the next building to see Senator Schumann. We could walk Schumer. down if it's only one floor. Is it only one floor? Didn't he say go to three and then? Basement. Basement. He said. Schumer's in the basement. Harrisburg thing was about the tunnels. We can get there a couple of ways, but uh, yeah, we have something on the third. Yes. This is it. This is it. Yeah. This is Dirksen. Got to keep going. He's in the Hart Building. First floor, and then you can walk across. The so, upstairs here? Elevator? Yeah, you can go upstairs. Yeah, take it upstairs. Right there. Oh, yeah. But there is an above ground tunnel as well. Oh, there's a ground. Between the circle. Uh, sir, which way's hard? Uh, so, the easiest way to get to heart is actually. Go up the stairwell. Oh, it is stairwell. And then you go up one floor and then you go to your left. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. I would like to try to present this one. 322. And we wanted to see if we could meet with one of the representatives, Senator Schumer. Yeah, I can see somebody's available. Okay, well, thank you. What's your name? My name's Vanden. Brandon. Brandon? Vanden. Vanden. Hi, Vanden. I'm Alice. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. We're here to hang around and talk to him since yeah, we're from New York. So. That's good. Cool. That's wonderful. One of our friends, maybe. Had to jump on a call, so she's not available right now. Uh, she said, asked if I could take any materials you have and pass along to her. If you guys have anything you'd like to pass on to me, okay, hi. Um, that I can take and pass on to her. Yeah. Uh, did she say how long? Because we can wait uh, a little she bit. She did say she's booked for the day, but I can also she's give you our scheduling email if you'd like to make a formal appointment at any time. Yeah, we probably won't be able to make it back. Uh, do you mind taking some notes from us in our materials? Yes, do you Sorry. Uh, what's your name? Josh. Josh Anthony. Nice and to meet you. Yeah. Josh and Alice. Josh, Josh. 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 Uh, card, but I can give you her name. Can we introduce ourselves? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm Alice Sutter, and I'm a retired family nurse practitioner. Very concerned about the damage that we're doing to the world now through our wars, through what we're doing Guantanamo, in Guantanamo, through our military budget, and we're, I'm a witness against torture. My name is Mike Levinson. I'm here representing the War Resisters Which League, was founded in 1923 by activists who had opposed World War I. Unfortunately, uh, most of the schools in the country, including the schools in uh, New York teach State, the young people that the peace movement in this country began January 1st, and 1960. ended December 31st, 1969. But of course, we know that there's been an active uh, peace movement in this country from the very beginning. In fact, before the beginning. Uh, to uh, war, we want the Guantanamo uh, shut down immediately. Bombing of Yemen to stop immediately. The United States to stop sending weapons into the Middle East. 
Uh, my name is Marie Mesa from Rochester, New York. And I'm with City Roots Community Land Trust. With Homeless Union and also with Tenant Rights Advocacy. Hi, and my name is Anthony Donovan. Also I'm with Witness Against Torture and the Catholic Worker. Uh, Veterans for Peace uh, with ICON, and that's the group that won the Nobel Peace Prize. You know about that treaty? A uh, treaty that has prohibited nuclear weapons. 122 countries have adopted And I, I mention that because they, most of the people involved with that cause are also and uh, are involved with this also closing of Guantanamo, I believe it's all kind of linked. By the way, we've never defined the word terrorism. Our country hasn't taken and the time to kill innocent people, but really would have. We've never taken the time to define terrorism and therefore never taken the time to get at the roots of terrorism causing it. So so uh, we're here for two reasons. There's a big, uh, there'll be, uh, what, do you have the sheet? We have some sheets we can give you. One is going to be uh, Amnesty International and give us, this is a, it's not a press conference, it's a congressional briefing. <laughs> tomorrow at the Longworth building. Uh, be great if someone, but they'll give you the lowdown on what's happening there. And this there. is a little fact sheet on Guantanamo Bay, uh, a lot of important information. Do you think you can get someone to go? I can't really speak for their schedule, yeah. uh, but I can certainly pass it along. Yeah, time. so it's really time for us to give serious thought and to bring it up because it's been forgotten. We're not giving up and we think it really needs to, we need to keep talking about it. Um, there's also a group of Let New Yorkers. Say a little bit about the yeah, asks. Sure. Okay, mm -hmm. so where where we said what is required, or basically what any thoughts on where the senator stands on this? Um, I'm not sure if he's made a, a public comment about this recently, um, but I, I'd be more than happy to pass this along to him. Busy on very many issues, so we thank you. Yeah, if you don't mind, um, you, you you can take one more. <laughs> sure. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, the Kings Bay Plowshares, have you heard of that group? Um, the Plowshares? The, there are four people who are I'm, I'm Bill Offenlock. I live in East Harlem in the city and work mainly with the Catholic worker there, but I've been active with witnessing the AA amendments for to try to get a resolution through because there is nothing on the table right now. Thank you. We'll be back to fill you in on more in about 10 minutes now. God bless. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you. And did you give a little orange card about the action? And a big action tomorrow with many groups in front of the White House tomorrow about Guantanamo Bay. I have So, you know, just keep your eye out. You might see it in the news. I don't know what comes up. You know, a lot of all of us will be in orange suits. We dress up for the occasion. So that, that's an action in front of the White House tomorrow at 2.30. But it's, uh, it's not to be funny at all. We really try to think of these people that are in these prisons that, who have been tortured. God bless you both for listening. That's me. That's my doc. If anyone wants to be in touch with me, should I write my cell phone number there? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't hurt. So what do you all think? Was some traction there? I think it was going to have very little effect. But yet you you push forward. It's 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 important it's important that the senator knows that there are people uh, in his district and across the country who want to keep him up to uh, on his toes on these issues. We want him. I always hope we reach the aides because they're people too, and they may be they get powerful positions one of these days. And they're young and a little more open-minded than some of the. Senators. 
Let me take a picture. Yeah, if you don't mind. Uh, hmm. Okay, we don't want that, man. Oh, I don't think we can all get it. Look pretty good, Positive. We are outside Mitch McConnell, um, the Senate leader um, for the United States government, um, organizing ourselves together to prepare to go in and uh, present a letter, a request, also probably a demand that um, they bring to, uh, before the Senate, a closure of Guantanamo Bay prison immediately. And so the mechanisms of legislation that have to happen need to happen. But the fundamental principle and something they can act on now is to say, yes, we believe that Guantanamo Bay prisoners need to be released. You're going to do an action? There is, there, we're going to go into the office and expect a response. And if we don't get a response, then there will be um, people deciding to uh, stay until they get a response. Or, and some of us will leave and be support for those who um, are going to stay. Who's, who's going to stay um, to the bitter end and maybe get arrested? A handful of people, I believe. Um, I don't want to you know, name them at this point because I think they... It's always uh, something you need to be conscious of, like how it's going to play out in the details. So lots of things can happen. Um, that's partly the being human and responding in the moment because people can change their minds. Mitch McConnell and you know, the office staff can respond. And that's the nature of true hope, uh, not optimism, but true hope says, you know, we're going to have uh, ask them to respond in a human way to a human need. Um, and one that has to be heard and heard loudly. So that's why people are willing to put themselves in. Because you're ready to go in. We're going in right now. Okay. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. I just ask that there's no photography or filming in here. It's our office policy, okay? And. Uh, this is just our office policy. Each office is different. It's our office policy that there's no cameras or filming in here. Also, if you can try and hear us real quick, please, as much as possible. So come in the office and stay in the hallway. Do you allow audio recording? Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Because we're here to see the Senate. Okay. Oh, right, Sebastian. I'm happy to see it. It's available, but I'm not sure. Who knew? Who knew? Yes. Well, I'm not allowed to record. Uh, but yes, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't, seem, doesn't seem fair. Well, it's not. Or, or, or American. Well, you know, I mean, if you were in my house, I could say, please don't. But this is your house. This is, this is my house. Uh -huh. Various, uh, various jails. That's right. That's yeah. right. But I mean, they, we were held over. We were discussing the arrest yesterday at the, the Supreme Court. In art from the Dorothy Day Catholic worker, Art mm -hmm. Laffin has been arrested there at the Supreme Court, so it's not unusual, or it's actually, it happens all the time, that they do hold you over. Usually, actions here at the Capitol, they'll just take you across the street to the Capitol Police Headquarters, release you with a citation, but you never know. There's a lot of veterans in this that I've been in, in a jail or two with, yes. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. My name is uh, Max Obrzeszewski, and I'm with the Baltimore Nonviolence Center. Thank you. Art was arrested here in McConnell's office with the Poor People's Campaign. And you may want to ask him about that. My name is Art Laffin. I'm with the Dorothy Day Catholic Worker. And I'm also a member of Witness Against Torture. I was part of the original uh, group of 25 Americans that went to Guantanamo in 2005 to uh, try to uh, visit the detainees at that time. The Poor People's Campaign uh, had uh, a series of uh, seven different actions over the course of the uh, 40 days where people were uh, risking arrest to call attention to the, uh, the triple evils that Dr. King emphasized that need to be resisted. Militarism, racism, uh, poverty, and we expanded that to include environmental destruction. There were 39 of us from the Poor People's Campaign that were arrested outside of Senator McConnell's office uh, uh, calling for uh, the conversion and transformation of the war economy to meet human needs and to call for an end to the uh, epidemic of gun violence that has claimed so many uh, innocent lives in our country. If, if there is a sit down here, here in McConnell's office today, will there be arrests, do you think? Well, probably most certainly. The, uh, the government doesn't tolerate uh, such dissent in, in, these, uh, in these times that we're living in. And what is accomplished by being arrested? Well, for, for me, for me uh, I, I acted out of obedience to God's law, command, thou shalt not kill. And that when a human law, a human system that sanctions... Uh, killing uh, conflicts with God's command, thou shalt not kill, then I have to first support God's command. And not only that, but we have to actively resist all uh, killing and all war and all violence, racism, uh, anything that is harmful to human life and to uh, creation. So, uh, so, so the act of, of, of refusing to leave, which which is what, what, what eventually will happen. Uh, the act of refusing to leave is a very powerful statement to show how serious we are and how urgent the situation is and that people need to, need to take action if things are going to change. Uh, and so here we are sitting uh, here in the office of the uh, most powerful uh, uh, senator uh, in the Republican Party and appealing to his conscience to uphold God's commands, which we're all bound by, and to also listen to the, uh, the cries of the poor, the tortured, the victims of war, victims of poverty, and to uh, uh, take immediate, call for immediate action in, in the legislature uh, to uh, impact policies that can uh, bring about an end to war an end to poverty, an end to torture, closing of Guantanamo, an end to this uh, criminal war in Yemen. Thank you, Art.
Thank you. Thank you very much. My name is Malachi Kilbride, and I am with Witness Against Torture. I expect to see a couple of dozen people um, stand for their principles uh, for the law and for justice and uh, for what's right in this world and and to be present for the remaining prisoners in Guantanamo and their families and all the hurt and pain they have endured over the years due to their imprisonment on uh, occupied Cuba. Why do it here in McConnell's office? Well, over the years, Witness Against Torture has um, witnessed at the Supreme Court, federal courthouses, um, in the United States Capitol on the House side, the Senate side, in congressional offices, at the Department of Justice, and many other uh, organs of the United States government seeking, you know, justice for these prisoners. And, um, and so we continue, this is long-term work, obviously, to, to bring an end to this place of, of torture and indefinite confinement. And so we continue to witness, that's in our name. And uh, so we're here at McConnell's office. He's, he, is the, or he was the majority leader, <laughs> he's now the minority leader, but he's a powerful man. And uh, we hope that people in power will listen to us. Do you, do, you, do you sense that most people in the United States see the prisoners in Guantanamo as terrorists? I think, and who are yeah, they really? Yeah, I think a lot of people in the United States are misinformed, ill-informed, or unaware of what has happened in Guantanamo and what is happening now in Guantanamo, just as they are largely ill-informed and unaware of the almost nine countries we are basically at war with, um, militarily engaged with. A war is happening in plain sight and we can't see it. And so people in Guantanamo, the men in Guantanamo, are, are, are being held indefinitely Many of them have been tortured and abused, and um, uh, Guantanamo has been the justification for the ongoing wars, just as the poor people coming from the South and in Central America are the justification for Donald Trump's war, uh, wall that he wants to build. What is your personal reason for being here? It's about the story of the first uh, people uh, from Witness Against Torture who went to Guantanamo. They went and they tried to get as close as they could to the prison camp and they didn't know what effect their witness outside of the prison camp was. But after they got back to the United States, um, they were contacted by <coughs> the lawyers of prisoners and the prisoners somehow found out there were people outside of the prison camp and that gave them hope 
And so that's why I'm here, really, basically to see if I can bring hope into this apparently hopeless situation. Will, will the prisoners in Guantanamo be made aware of what's going on today? I think their knowledge of what's happening outside on their behalf is much more than it was before. There seems to be some uh, recognition. A little bit of hope there, right? Something to hold on to for the next few minutes. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you. Signed the letter. Everyone signed the letter. Oh, okay. okay. Art, you want to give it to Art? If we can move the group into the conference room, we have a conference room available. Um, I don't know if we can accommodate everybody, so to the extent, you know, as many of you that can get in there, we of the gospels, the nonviolence of Jesus. So we're really not practicing what uh, you know our faith traditions teach, which would also include embracing others. And Andrew, I think um, this goes to say that everybody's human rights are important. Everybody's, mm -hmm. and those are the values that that we particularly hold as Christians. Get there. Is everybody from the same area, or? Okay. As many more of us at this rally, there'll be a couple of hundred from or more uh, tomorrow. Who's your biggest champion here on Capitol Hill? Well, I, I know Marky, I know Sanders are well aware of Guantanamo, but who, who is the biggest champion? Well, being, being against torture is something that's pretty much universal if you ask most people. If someone came up to you, I'm sure you would say you were against torture. To tolerate this it is, it is totally unacceptable. And whether we're torturing people with waterboarding and solitary confinement in Guantanamo, or, you know, it, it, it's 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 all torture and it's all inhumane and it's and it's totally acceptable. It's, uh, unacceptable. It's totally unacceptable. And these aren't suits. I don't know if you know why they're in armed suits, but. That's what these. Somebody asked the color of the, the uh, prisoner. Yes, yes. Uh, garment, yeah. I guess you can call it. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Senator McCall's stands on Guantanamo and torture prisoners? I, I can't say, but what I, what I can tell you folks is that these conversations matter, and uh, I think that um, you know, you folks being here and continuing <clears throat> to raise the issue uh, is important. Of course, it's within your First Amendment rights to do so. And I'm, of course, happy to listen to you today and then happy to take on any information that you have uh, to our staffers. So we, We'd and also like to address the issue of the bombing of Yemen. Sure. We want that to, to stop immediately. And here in the U.S. to... Sorry, uh, is that a microphone? To, to us. Uh, yeah. Imagine you, we, we didn't give anyone permission to do that before. As office policy is, you have to have prior permission. Can you please turn it off? Okay. I think we said...
so painful I can't see straight. That, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's platitudinous. Platitudinous. We, we're we're that, here a, to listen. That's a very good word. We're here sir. to listen. We're here to pass on. We're not here to dialogue. We're not here to give any opinions of our own. We're not here to really share the, the comments, uh, I mean, the positions of the senator, although they did say that, no, they didn't even say they were on the website, uh, public statements. But it was, it was more than disappointing, yeah. Uh, it was hard-nosed. When you ask... When you ask people who are in government to respond as a human being to what you're talking to them about and to respond in some form that recognizes the content of what you said, um, it's stunning that what their answers are, we'll pass this information on to the senator. We'll pass the information on to the senator. So. They seem to have no identity other than uh, we are human beings who have a re consistent re statement of we are here to represent the senators or the senator. I thought we actually represent ourselves as human beings responding. So if there's a war crime in another country, we don't wait for the system of government to get itself around to respond, we respond with moral leadership and that's what the people who are in charge are to do. But that's apparently, they have no sense of compulsion to respond to fundamental injustice or, or even human dialogue between people about it. So I've had this experience in other offices of senators and I'm stunned that the staff are afraid to actually respond. Now, I did find one young woman in the in the Colorado office who was the person who was at the desk, and she clearly responded and said, "Oh, yeah, we should close Guantanamo Bay prison." But even the ones who represented represented um, Kamala Kamala. Kamala uh, um, Harris from California said they were there to represent the, uh, the senator and nothing else. And I said, I understand how you can be stuck in a system where you believe that all you can do is say we're going to pass this on. Mm. But you actually can be a human being to you respond. You be your own You're, human right. being. Right. And it doesn't mean that you have to put yourself at risk. And I understand the, the, the um, fear that you would actually speak in any form that looks friendly and, and warm. Now they were friendly and warm, but they said they were not allowed to um, say anything about anything. And I thought, well, you might be friendly and warm, but it seems quite insufficient not to be compelled. And what I try to highlight for me personally is the idea that in Yemen there are war crimes and war atrocities subsidized by the United States government with our uh, with a Lockheed bomb, that if you understand that, this takes moral leadership in the Senate now, not like in a week or a legislation that goes into effect in 30 days. Leadership, moral leadership, acts now. It is a compelling thing on both, on both counts. You're in the role to do that. 
and you could actually look like a human being and people would be would rise up to that response people are deeply moved when people stand up for basic basic human needs and what would be understood as war crimes and war atrocities so when the staffers are afraid to even hear and say anything other than we'll pass this on it stuns me and i know and it stuns me because i understand how we're all subject to that same internalized oppression that we're just here um, doing our job that we are also human beings who can respond fundamentally to the needs of others wherever we are. And I believe many of them have that in them because clearly if someone was being beaten, they would intervene if they saw someone on the street. All of us have that moral intuition. So how do we lose it when we walk into our job? I don't understand and I don't believe they actually lose it. Somehow it's been so drilled into them that they're not responding. That's funny, you know, until I became a full-time movement person, it was not that I lost it, it's that I never was given it, the power. It's that my entire life, right, my entire life I was raised to follow the rules, right, to listen to teachers and principals and parents, and those were great things, and part of that was to keep me safe, but I was not encouraged, really, to, to think critically, to think, to, to push back when someone was hurting me, especially if there's someone who had power over me, right? I was always told to respect my elders, right? To respect authority for my safety, partly, and just out of basic human respect. But that type of um, environment that we all live in, that we're trained to like go to school, then, then find a job, then, then listen to our boss, is never conducive for really building within you the empowerment that you need to speak up when you see something that is wrong. Well, it's a great gift that you're saying that, Chrissy, and I'm, I appreciate you responding in this moment because it's so easy just to record something and not actually understand that you're in it, too, at the same time. And so what you're talking about is what we all grew up with, which is we trust the people in charge. They have to know best. They they would clearly they do spend the, all of their time that's doing right it. this is their job and they clearly know what's best because they know most of what's going on They're getting they know much it. more than i know right they know much more so then when you start finding out that those people in charge i don't know how to describe it do they not have any idea what's going on do they actually not really give a damn that they've been sucked into the system of power that or they they're being paid enough to be satisfied I, I, it, it stuns me that money would ever satisfy anybody so maybe I'm just out of the out of the loop, right? Because I understand that we need to have an income to survive, mm -hmm. or it makes it a lot easier. But it is. I would make the argument it is an, an oppression that they're willing to participate in Absolutely. their own internalized oppression, right. and that they and that what happens is they've been taught this is how the world works, mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be that way. And they would have to agree, if I'm, if I'm in trouble, I agree to be fired or whatever. Ousted out if I take and a... And so a, Oscar a Romero is the example of yeah. the one who played by the rules, mm -hmm. got into power. Yeah, Saint Oscar And was transformed. And was transformed by what? Yeah. By his friends, friends, by his relationships, yeah. and by death. Right. right? So, At the hands of the state. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's where martyrs 
by and, U.S. funded right. hands. Right, and so each one of us have friends who have suffered in, in different ways like that because it's not like this is simply what a saint goes through. <laughs> right. Amen. Well, we're all saintly in our own yeah. way. <laughs> so I think we covered the bases. Thank you, Chrissy. I love having dialogue with you. I'm happy to keep doing it. It's it's important for me to struggle with like how does this how did this situation come up? How did it how is it exist? And in the moment, in some sense we have to cry out our groan. Right. And that's what I was And while we were while you were inside, let me tell you a little bit about what we were doing in uh, out here. So we found friends from the Center for Popular Democracy and from Spaces DC huh. and they were here to tell shutdown stories. Huh. And we went and had this beautiful dialogue with Code Pink and of course IRTF and Witness Against Torture Friends and we're talking about all the facets that are connected to this shutdown, right? The shutdown is the current political moment. Everything torture right, is connected to this moment. Immigration detention, mass incarceration, the wall, all of that is connected to this moment. Mental health, right, people are being affected by not getting access to their health care, even though we know that everyone should be, should have health care for all, right, all of the, that all of these things are connected. And in this moment, I'm thinking, you know, people also just really need they're really burdened by capitalism, right? In in my generation, we are burdened. One one of the many connected things that I haven't mentioned is that we are burdened by student loan debt. We are burdened by this like this knowing that I have to pay eight hundred dollars a month, no, right? It's, it's, it's that like I can't afford to lose my job, no. even if I cut down my expenses, right? right because of because of those types of situations. And I, almost all of my friends are in the same yeah. situation, no, it, right? So there are so many things connected to this yeah. stupid construction, but it, it, can be, it can be dismantled. Yes, and if we start with the human and the personal, I think it would be transformative, right? If the young people who just talked with us um, were willing to struggle with trying to respond to us as persons, it would be the beginning and challenge us to respond equally to their dilemma, mm -hmm. right? And the danger is maybe the fear on their part, if they were, that mm -hmm. we would quote them out of context or whatever it is. And so they have a big fear that they do their job. Right. But their job is what? <laughs> to meet with constituents, but not have a, a personal human point, a human point of view. So, go on. Thank you all. Mike, any impressions of what just happened? Well, I was glad that we were able to meet with the uh, with the, with the fellows in uh, McConnell's office, but I just uh, don't really feel they were open and receptive necessarily to the information that we were presenting them with, and it would be able it would be nice to see them have more heart and affection, uh, more more concern towards the issues that were presenting instead of just a yes and no type answer. Thank you. So who are you? I'm with Barcall Radio. We're the podcasters from New York City. Okay. Over West Side. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice are to you meet you. Meeting? What's that? Are you all still uh, You can speak to our public information officer if you'd like any information on our agency. Oh, you can't tell me if you're being paid for it? Would you like the phone number for the public information officer? I guess so. It's, sure. I, why won't you tell me yourself? 
Mr. Chris, if you would like to talk about our agency, you can speak to the public information officer. <laughs> really? You're not authorized. <laughs> I care about your pay and your family's well-being. Okay, I appreciate it. Can we get some impressions of what just happened? Pretty standard meeting with very non-committal aides, which is what they're taught to be, of course. Some of them let it break through once in a while. These wouldn't. What, what broke through your mind? Well, it was frustrating that they wouldn't even say whether the office will accept emails from non-Kentuckians. Surely they know that. Totally non-committal about the issues. We'll pass it along. That's what they're taught to do. Some of them will be a little more honest sometimes. We have a pretty good idea of where McConnell is. Pro-torture, pro-war, pro-arms merchants, pro-Trump. You know. I was listening to you talk to these three workers. One was an office kind of controller. Yeah. Another was from their foreign relations department. Yeah. And another was from employment or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the the one who initially met with us because they thought we were. I saw you all with, with um, enormous message, enormous weight, yeah. enormous importance and spirit, and you were pushing against water. There was like that's right. I mean, you were pushing <laughs> Can't against air. Can't get a hold air. of it. Yeah. There was nothing there. Exactly. The only time exactly. I got any kind of sense of of um, what was going on was when they told me to turn off my microphone. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're told to do. That's what they're taught to do. Some of them occasionally let a little personal or human feeling break through. They didn't. It was, uh, I would say, though, that they are also taught to respond to veterans, and they did. They did respond Thank to you. Thank you for your service. Yes. And I said, I think I'm doing much better service for the world now than when I was a soldier. I use that both because it does sort of break through that wall and also because in this particular issue it's very important. Even if you don't care, which is exactly what I said, even if you don't care in the least about those poor guys still stuck at Guantanamo, they're supposedly the worst of the worst, you have to care about our own soldiers serving now around the world. They are at tremendous risk. The world very well knows what we're doing. And in retaliation, various governments, various militaries, very well could imprison and torture our soldiers, probably are in, in various cases. If we can do it, why in the world can't they? Yeah. We have to stop doing it for that reason, if no other. Yeah, it's kind of sad if that's the reason. It's a terrible reason, but at least it would stop, you know. And even for a bad reason, I would be delighted to see torture stop. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, here we the go. other thing about torture is that it is supremely ineffective. If you think you're getting info, if you think you're going to stop the bombing that's about to happen in 15 minutes and so torture's justified, mm-hmm. baloney, if you are being tortured, you're going to say whatever you think your torturer wants to hear or whatever craziness you can think of. It's not going to be true. It's not going to be factual. And the longer they hold you in 17 years for this, poor, these poor guys in Guantanamo, what could they possibly know now? Come on. <laughs> Torture is totally ineffective, especially over extreme periods of time like that. And so why are they still there? Exactly. Why are they still there? Because of confusion, because of hardcore 
we are afraid, therefore we're gonna mis we're gonna mistreat anybody we can for any reason we can, because the system has lost track of them. Lord, I, I, there's probably not any anybody in this any of these houses of government who even know how many or who they are in Guantanamo now. It's been so long and so confused. It would be hard to track it down. We probably know more about the specifics of those poor guys than anybody else. And that's horrible. There's no advantage for McConnell or his ilk, the way I'm looking at it, to let these guys go. There's no That's upside right. to it for them. That's right. There's only downside. I'm afraid you're right because personally. they have so brainwashed the citizenry for so long that the war on terror and imprisoning the worst of the worst, it's keeping you safe. Nuclear weapons keep you safe. That's what people have been told. It's total lies. And that's what we're trying to do is to help them understand that not only does it not make you safe, it makes you more unsafe. Our soldiers are at risk. We, as citizens, are at risk. The people around the world don't much like people from the U.S. because they see what we're doing. Can't blame them. <laughs> what I'm learning is our humanity is at risk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who, who are we? Yes. yes. That's what resonates with me. Yeah. Who are we? Who are we? Yes. If we keep on doing this and letting it be done in our names, then we are are responsible and we are not acting in a humanitarian way. We must change these behaviors. Or a Christian way or a Jewish way right. or a Muslim way right. or an Islamic way or a, et, cetera, et cetera. Any of the many ways that humans have tried to explain a good way to behave, we're not following any of them. <laughs> we're disobeying them all and we really must change. What what is your takeaway from uh, this action at McConnell's office? Let's see. This is on the air, so we can't nope. use those words. Oh. <laughs> what words did I use? No, not you. Oh. Um, no, I think oh, oh, I, mean, I think it's I think it's an educational process because it's it's um, unfortunately we didn't have. Um, watermelon seeds to practice how to spit in the wind but um, but you know I mean I mean I think it's important to witness again and again and again but to expect anything from any of these folks is ridiculous and you keep coming back because we need to keep speaking truth to power even though they've heard it So, you know, I, I think, you know, what was it? Somebody said he was very, very cordial. But, uh, but we know McConnell's stand. So it's, in effect, we're not even asking them for anything. We're saying, this is the message. You have to take your boss, and we will do everything in our power to have him unelected next time. You know, this is the, this is the, this is the real threat. I mean, there are two things. Loss of job. Oh, loss of job, imagine. And, uh, and to just take over the streets. And we don't have that, that national history that France has. God, French envy, don't you have it? <laughs> oh, my God. 
And I think we could still do it without the guillotines, but it would have to be the people's revolution. Thank you, Pocky, from Code Pink House. We want our rights and we don't care how. We want a revolution. Now. I care very much. Um, they are going to try to be arrested, and they said that they wouldn't arrest them until at least 6, which apparently is what their anticipated or hopeful closing time is today. Um, so I do know that Janice and Dawn uh, went back, came out and went back inside to finish their sit-in, and I assume that they have two other folks with them, because that was the Hey, Dawn, who's in there with you? You, Janice? Pam. Pam. And uh, you said Alice, right? Alice, yeah. Uh, you didn't say Alice. I didn't. Janice and Alice, Pam and Don. Great. Thank you. Steadfastness. What? You, stay steadfast. We'll be with you in spirit. Thank you. And you two are great today. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks. Great. Couldn't have done it without you. Appreciate yeah, yeah. I'm happy to support. Thank you. See you later. Be well. Are you staying to be arrested? Yeah. Yeah, I think we have to. It's such an urgent situation, and we didn't really get answers. People were listened to very Did you expect to get answers? Um, no, I did not. If I did, I'd get the wrong kind, because we know where he stands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, How are you so feeling right now? I'm, I'm feeling okay. I just My biggest problem is making sure I get to the bathroom, which I did. So was, do, do you feel yeah. you won't be able to? Um, well, when... If we risk arrest and do get arrested, it, sometimes it can be a long time, so that's a Even if you ask to go to the bathroom? Um, usually it's a little while. Well, you've Depends. done this before. Yes. <laughs> right. How, yeah, how many times? It takes a little, many, many. Because there's a lot wrong. There's a lot to be concerned about. Political I'd, I'd prisoners, be scared housing, stiff myself. Are, yeah, I know. It's not a lovely system to go through, but... Since I've been able to do it and I've been able to handle it in the past, I guess I can still keep handling it. Well, I'm concerned about our friends who were held overnight. We had people held overnight. Last night, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're and I hope they're there. okay. They're all older than I am, I think. Like from, the, from the Supreme yeah. Court. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's good time. Well, you're, you're very brave. Yeah, well, all of you are. we do what we feel we have to do to try to get attention. And it doesn't always work, but we try, right? Thank you for thank you for covering. <laughs> yeah, my name is Alice Sturm Sutter, and I'm honored to be with other people from Witness Against Torture. And we've done many actions. Um, this group is staying in Mitch McConnell's office, demanding that he close Guantanamo and do something to stop the war in Yemen and stop the military mil- militarization of this country and stop the militarization of the immigrants, detention centers as well, and the militarization of our jails. We have a lot of things to demand. Yeah. Our focus is on, the, on, and on, on and Guantanamo on. today, but we have many, many others. These are my biggest concerns, my bladder. Anything <laughs> else I can handle? Keep emptying it. do my it. yoga. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Alan. Good. Yeah. And to just take over the streets. And we don't have that, that national history that France has. God, French envy, don't you have it? <laughs> oh my God. And I think we could still do it without the guillotines, but it would have to be the people's revolution. We don't care how. 
Now. I care very much. 